Welcome to Football Hot Boys, the show where three hot seamen talk about football, Twitch streamers, outrage merchants, and adventures in grilling. No, I was going to say, like, going back to, like, your, your condiments on hot dogs, like, I like mustard on my hot dog. I also like ketchup on my hot dog. That's why I get two and get one of each. Oh, nice. See, that's, that's a good strategy. Do you try to fit you them both co- in your mouth at the same time? Of course. It's a double dog challenge. Why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> oh, you you eat it out of one bun, though. You put two hot dogs in Yeah, one but dog. they're each on one thing of meat. It will, it, and one has ketchup, one, but is, one mustard. is mustard. But you don't put it in the other because that'd be weird. That'd be oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. And you don't make eye contact yeah. like to them as you're putting them in your mouth. You use both weird. hands, one at the base, and then one at the front to guide it to guide the hot dog in. All right, gotcha. Yeah. That's proper form. Like right. I don't see the problem. You know what condiment I do fuck with? Relish. Boy, relish uh, like relish. There you go. I mean, I, I'm just a big fan of putting like the whole pickle, like the whole fucking pickle on oh, stuff. But, yeah. Okay, I figured you would say that because you're from here, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, it's like, like will we make brats? We always have that sliced pickle with slam on there. Too. Oh, for it's sure, like, oh, it's good. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, if I was gonna choose, I would just choose relish. I've had brats in so long. God, oh, I don't mean either. Yeah, I. It, grilling season is upon us, so it's gonna happen here shortly. Dude, how many grilling stories do we have? We probably have like forty <laughs> grilling stories. Oh, dude. I still think that that time we almost burnt down an entire military housing unit is still one of the, one of the most surreal things that's ever happened in my entire life. Well, like the funniest part is the the tactics used to try to stop that's it. That's a hundred percent. So <laughs> one of our friends lives in military housing. We go over there to watch games on Sunday. We decide spontaneously to have a big old grill out blowout. We get bacon and burgers and, yeah, and all this other shit. Bacon, key, key, key food bacon. item here. Bacon on the grill, unwise. <laughs> deeply, would, deeply would unwise. recommend it. So, bacon gets put on the grill. Grease what? fire immediately. Immediate gre- grease fire. Not like, oh, there's some fire on our grill. It's like, it's oh, dangerous. that's higher than I am. <laughs> like, that's way <laughs> up there, and it's fire. <laughs> so, I mean, we, 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 you know, kill, you know, kill the fire, kill the actual grill part. Fire's still going, as it does. And, uh, of course, in their heads, like, oh, you take baking soda and you throw it on the grease fire and it stops. And our friend... Just smother it. Yeah, you know? just smother it. And, like, yeah, it makes sense. And then our friend goes, it's like, I don't have baking soda. I have flour. And I'm like, don't do that. That is not going to do <laughs> what the you same think thing. it's going to do. They're so, both powdery. Nah, 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 they're both powdery. I'm like, no. Like, it's like, you know, flour doesn't burn. And I'm like, bud, think of bread. Like, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Flower interacts with fire. I have these. I have this athlete's foot powder. You want yeah. me to throw that on there? <laughs> I have gunpowder. It's powder too. I'll just throw that on there. So doesn't listen to me because fuck me. I guess throws it on there. It creates flying fire now. Fire is now a little ball of, of fire. It, it is now free to nature. Anyway, we almost burnt down a piece of military housing. Uh, we didn't. We survived. My second favorite part was. Uh, it was like 12 o'clock kickoff was happening. He was a Packers fan like you. And I just yeah. remember you going, Hey bud, the game's on. He's just out there hacking at the fucking grill plates. Cause <laughs> yeah. like it, it essentially just like smelted the fucking, like anything that was on it to it. So it just like fused into the grill plates mm-hmm. and he's trying to save his grill. And he's just taking that like grilling brush and he's just whacking it. Like he's Jason. Just, yeah. He just, just, hacking he away. just put, he just melded his whole grill into a piece of toast is what he ended up doing. <laughs> And he had to cut the toast off the outside of his fucking grill. <laughs> well, I remember how pissed you were because it was like 
30 or 40 bucks worth of meat too. It yeah, was you like, fucked it all up. I'm like, don't throw <laughs> fucking, don't throw a bunch of flour on this, bud. <laughs> Whose idea was it to put bacon on the grill? That was. I don't remember. That, that might remember. have been on me. That that doesn't like 33 year old me is like, no, that's stupid. But like 25 or 26, however old I was at the time, maybe I did that. I don't know. I'm not really willing to completely remove all the blame from myself on that one. That's fair. But, um, yeah. Anyway, we didn't die. So (laughs) it's fine. A lot of good. We didn't die. So we could talk about Dak Prescott. Yep. There we go. That see, they said I was the Segway King, but no, here we go. That was good. Yeah. I'm learning from the master. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He got paid. Finally. I also love how, uh, all these billionaire, super genius businessmen, uh, basically can fuck up every deal and end up paying the players 10 times as much as what they needed to. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, like, why didn't this happen like a year ago? I don't understand. If this was the deal, why was, why did this take a year to do? I mean, literally he, Dak got everything that he could have ever wanted. Yeah. I, you're absolutely right. It's not like, well, let's actually, let's wait till he gets healthy. Let's see how he plays. No, he's been, <laughs> he's just been chilling, playing in right. his bedroom. Like, what That's was, super scary. No point. Yeah. What if he doesn't it, come back? Like, It's not, it's not like, yeah, he just like, he just wrapped up the 2020 season balling out. No. Like he literally was injured and got this contract. That's right. wild. Yeah. I don't, it, it, it was a, I mean, I think he deserves to get paid. I like Dak, but I mean, I don't understand the move here. Either do it before he gets injured or just wait till he gets back and maybe, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, those guys are millionaires. They're the smartest people in the world, of course. They're great at football. That's why we have so many great teams. Like, And all the teams are about the same level. They're all real good. So, you know, that was I, sarcasm. I just, yeah, of course. <laughs> I just love that every time we can accredit a move to jerry jones it's like just wildly the wrong one like it's just like we hear all these stories where it's like yeah paxton lynch was his guy they just missed out on paxton lynch oh he was one to draft johnny menzel and he was tackled by six men and someone else actually drafted his son yeah actually drafted a good player and it's like he bet against Dak prescott and like a fucking bozo and lost like yeah. it, it, what league are you in that you think you can play chicken with your uh pro ball quarterback i don't understand he, he yeah. reminds me he reminds me of uh danny our fellow compadre in our dynasty league yeah. and run regard of like danny didn't know the rules to dynasty league football just like jerry jones doesn't know the rules to salary cap i feel like he gets he has to get reminded every month they're like dude you know you're only allowed to spend a certain amount i know you have this much money and you could just give them whatever you really wanted but that's not how the fucking league works man right but now we'll, we'll we'll pay them in Bitcoin. They can't track that. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got all these Doge coins that my son tried to give me. I, I don't know what to do with them. Got to be all sack. I don't even own them. I don't know where they're at, so they don't mean anything to me. Give them to them. It's like those are chocolate coins. Those aren't actually. You don't understand. There's that. a there's a quick there's a quick story I'll tell that it was just like kind of coincidence that I found it today mm-hmm. right before the podcast, but it was a. Good. Do you remember this player? Actually, I'm a big fan of Gilbert Arenas. Yep. A um, lot of stuff we could talk about with Gilbert Arenas, but I'm like gonna just jump to the characters little... in all sports. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, I think he was a baller, but uh, yeah, he's a he's quite the character. Uh, but basically, the story was real quick. Was he was talking about his biggest contract that he got? His 111, I think it was like three or four year deal, but 111 million dollar contract with, you know. NBA is not like the NFL where money is money. You know what I mean? It's guaranteed. Everything's guaranteed. Uh, 
Right. So that's a lot of dough. That's a lot of contract. And it didn't work out if you remember history because Gilbert Arenas was like buy a gun. And that's why it didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Gilbert Arenas was past his prime and he was injured. He was coming off like a knee injury or something like that. And like, you know, he was older and knees go. Mm -hmm. And there was a, like a question that was asked to him, you know, this was a while ago. Like, hey, do you think that you were worth that deal? Which is an odd question to ask somebody, but yep. he answered it true. He answered it as truthfully as I think any man could. He said yes and no, which yep. I thought was interesting. The no part was what I just explained, um, and yes was the fact that like he turned that franchise around. A la, uh, Washington Wizards. I mean, they were mm-hmm. irrelevant, and he had a relationship with the owner, which is kind of my point here with Dak mm-hmm. and Jerry. And he had a relationship with the owner where it was almost like a father-son relationship. And the owner's like, hey, man, you turned, you know, you made me relevant. You made this franchise relevant. Like, you're, 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 do this money. You're, you earn this money. Uh-huh. I, I owe it to you to give you this money. So it, it made me think, like, was there any type of, you know, conversation like that with Dak and Jerry? Because, you know, Jerry's like that. Mm-hmm. He is very personable when it comes to when he gives somebody money. It means like mm-hmm. it, it means something on a personal level, not just, oh, you're talented. Here's money. Right. So Jerry Joe, it's interesting that you say that because part of the downfall of that first Cowboys dynasty did involve Jerry Jones kind of doing exactly that. He he did a bunch of like really, really really bad like makeup contracts you've been mm. here for you you're a cowboy for life anyway yep and like all this money and it was like moose johnson and jay novacek and emmett smith right before he all of his body went to us fell off. Yeah. yeah so like it, and th- that put them in a position where they could not build a competitive team and the wheels fell off and all their good players got old and died and and you know so it was a lot of things but that was part of it too so he definitely I did that, but you can get away with that more in basketball when one one big star not only makes your team more competitive, but makes it more relevant and marketable. Right. You can't really do it when you're paying a fullback like a, yeah, that's a great point as a running back, and and, you, and and you're capped so hard, and yeah. So it, that's really interesting because because Jerry Jones very much is that guy. Is he's, he's the guy who you know, he wants to be relevant because his team is good and because he's Jerry Jones. Exactly. That's actually, that's, you bring up like a kind of a good point. I don't have really too much to add, but the coach is to like, the coach's job is to win. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. the GM's kind of involved with getting players to make the coach able to win. And the owner's position is just to get butts in the fucking seats. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. sometimes all those don't align. I'm not saying Dak isn't that guy. As I said, I like Dak, but mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's like, oh, because Cowboys fans living in Texas and Cow- they're fucking everywhere for some reason. Um, they're really annoying and they hate their own players more than any <laughs> franchise I've that's ever so seen. so crazy, but it's you're weird. so right. Yeah, you're so, so right. weird, man. The amount of times I've heard that Dak sucks, like, and it was like week three last season. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you? you Dak is balling out of control he's the only reason you guys are even talking you know about football or watching the games you're, you're out of your mind he, he fucks up one time and they're like oh this guy sucks it's like relax <laughs> oh my god 
There is one thing I want to say in regards to the Cowboys roster construction with mm-hmm. all the guys that they're paying. I mean, I don't need to list them, but it made me like just kind of evaluate where they are as a roster. And they're in it. I'm not going to say they are in a tough situation, but they could be very quickly in regards to the fact that if you just break the league down as simple as there's two guys in the league, guys you pay and guys you don't. They're in a weird boat of having a lot of guys that you pay, but they're not in the top tier of those of that tier. So that could get them burned really quick. Like the Amari Cooper contract all of a sudden doesn't seem great. Uh, you know, the two defensive ones are kind of like, okay, Zeke. I mean. So yeah, what do you do with Zeke? That, that is actually, I think, a very interesting analysis right there by you because like, it is very true that you can kind of get into a situation uh, Ted Thompson's Packers ran into this a few times where you draft really good and you have a bunch of players that you need to pay. However, you're not, they're not great. You're not good enough to really compete yep. for a championship. So you're like, yep. uh, like, like, what do you do? Do you let your good players go? Do you overpay to keep these guys? Exactly. And- you're in limbo, man. It's tough decisions because yeah, it's, it's, do you let those guys, do you let Kenny Galladay walk? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you see, yeah. you see, I well, mean, I'm just using him as an example because yeah. it's a guy that you would think would not leave a roster, but the fact that he's on a certain roster and does he really do good there in Detroit? And it's like probably not for their timeline and where they're at. Yep. Right. But so, it's a guy that you pay. He's he's always a guy that you pay. So in a weird way, like I looked into that because I could not. I was scratching my head. That was like the one move that I could not figure out, but it made sense. And what I found out is. That team is in way, way, way worse cap hell than you could have possibly thought. For, for, How? For, yes, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, this yeah. team is so bad. How are they in such bad cap hell? And it, you, you forget all of those weird, dumb moves they made the past couple of years where they gave Jamie Collins a bunch of money. They gave Trey okay. Flowers a bunch of money. Trey Flowers they gave, big, yeah. Uh, Danny Shelton a nice, chunky contract. They gave like like Nick Williams, they gave some money too. And then they took on Goff's contract. So it just jammed them mm. right up against the. So uh, I think it was uh, Field Yates said this week that the Lions are earlier in their uh, building schedule than any team in the league because they're they're ter- they're rebuilding, but they're almost pre-rebuilding. It's like okay, we have all these gnarly contracts we can't do anything with, so we technically can't even rebuild. <laughs> so we just have to sit and wait for That's all these tough. to expire. And then oh we my can actually God. rebuild. Yeah. So, so basically, so yes, Kenny Galladay is absolutely the guy that you, that there's not a single, t- that's the thing that's interesting about his uh, free agency too. And we'll talk about that in a moment, but you can add Kenny Galladay to every team in the league and he makes every receiving core better. There's no one, yep, there's no one who's like, ah, we don't need Kenny Galladay. Everyone right. needs Kenny Galladay. Everyone can get better. <clears throat> so, but they didn't because they they can't they can't give that dude a big chunky eighteen million dollars a year oh. however he's gonna get because like there's that's no rule wild. So I'm, I mean Kenny Galladay on most of the league's teams is wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. At worst, like his worst role would be the best deep threat in the league. I don't like every team could find a spot for him, man. It makes no sense. Ab- absolutely, man. Because like. Okay, so maybe if he goes to Buffalo, he's two. If he goes to Green Bay, he's two. If he goes to Arizona, he's the two. But like almost, mm-hmm. and then KC is the two. And that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's 
it's it's, it, it, it's crazy, man, that you have that guy in house and you let him walk for nothing. So, I mean, he is one of our favorite free agents right now. I would say on the football hot boys. Where do we think he's going? I mean, all the all the news and all you know, everybody thinks New York. I don't see oh. him going to New York. I would almost hate that, but I've heard. My, I kind of would too. I have heard Miami is going to be really aggressive and try to bring him in. That he's their number one free agent. Jesus. Miami's going to land. Something big. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what skill position. Know. Yeah, but they're getting something, man. They're getting. They're getting. They're getting a fucking quarterback. They're getting a running back. Receiver. They're getting something huge. If they end up yep. with Cali, uh, Cali, <clears throat> Kenny Galladay, and Aaron Jones out of free agency, it's going to just. Oh my! The yeah. fucking ridiculous. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. Yeah. Well, that's it really yeah, is. Two is out of excuses. Then, man, if you're not for sure from thousand yards, then. Big true. Yeah. For sure. For I, sure. And Miami has been connected to like Jamar Chase and they've been connected to Kenny Galladay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. at the same time, it's like, I don't hate the receiving core. Like, I, I mean, I, I understand that they don't have like a stud, like a certified stud, but they have two big, tall guys that have a lot of potential and they have a, like two, a duo of also slot guys that are really interesting too. So it's, it, it's just interesting that that's such an aggressive thing for them. Sure. Yeah. There's a, there's one spot I would like to see him and it's an interesting fit. Um, it's Baltimore. And I don't, I always evaluate Baltimore's receiving core and I'm like, is it bad? Is it good? They're, I think the hardest receiving core to evaluate. And if Kenny Galladay went there, that would answer the question. Um, be, because if their style wouldn't change that much, I couldn't imagine. But if Kenny Galladay went there, caught 70, 80 balls, had, 11 touchdowns and a 1200 yard year or whatever, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. That receiving core wasn't that good. Yep. Well, as a Kenny Galladay dynasty fantasy owner, I'm not loving that. That's a high risk landing. Spot well, you're good. Yeah. You'd be yeah. risking it. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. risking his value that, for sure. That's one of the two places that gives me like legitimate anxiety. About him What's the other place? Uh, Vegas. Because nah. th- th- they, they cannot manufacture fantasy points for that wide receiver core. Like no matter what, and as a, as you being a rug owner too, you're yep. eating one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So that'd that that would be pretty. Those are the two places that give me anxiety. I have a little bit of anxiety too if he goes to Philly, but I think they're rough enough against the cap. They're probably not going to make that move. But, yeah, they're in cap trouble too, huh? Yeah, yeah, they have. They're one of the people that pay their offensive line a lot and play their defense exactly. A lot. Yeah. And yeah, so and they're still eating a bunch of Carson Wentz money, so like they're going to probably be a little quiet. So, and like. New Orleans cut like half their team today. I don't know if you saw. They had to, right? I mean, they're like forty over. I didn't see that. Yeah. Was there any like Emmanuel Sanders was the big one? Emmanuel Sanders was the big one. Really? He got cut. There was someone else that uh, can't afford him, man. uh, Quan Alexander got cut today. Quan, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they added to the free agency pot. Like speaking speaking of cutting players and everything, Mm -hmm. um, is KC going to have to do something similar, or how are they? How are they? I don't think so. No, they're not in terrible shape. I don't think. No, they can't. They can't be aggressive this year because Sammy Watkins comes off the books this year, and he was like fourteen million or something. That's huge. Yeah, and you know they all of. uh, I mean. Patrick Mahomes is making a fuckload of money, but it's also spread out over 10 years. Yep. And um, Chris Jones is front-loaded. Like, that's a really smart front office. Yeah, the way they, they set up their deals were, were very really, smart. Really smart, yeah. Yeah. Damn. They're, they're, they're trying to yeah, have big offensive line problems now because they can't sign any of these big, juicy, sexy offensive linemen that are out there right now. But Yeah. That's what the draft's for, man. Yeah. True. As big as Kenny Galladay is, though, I think the best free agent in the entire class is Trent Williams. 
Like I think. Oh, that, yeah. Yes. Yep. So, and I think he's going to end up making the most money. So it's going to be, I'm actually way more interested to see where he goes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a big deal. He's a big deal. And, and it's cool that he's leaving a division team too, man. That's exciting. Well, San Francisco, everyone's like, Oh, their quarterback was hurt last year. Watch out. They're, we're coming. It's like that team is actually in a tighter spot than people think they're losing a lot of talent. Richard Sherman's going to be gone. And mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. coming up, you got to pay Bosa. You got to pay Fred Werner. You got to play. You, you got it. There's a lot of big time roster decisions coming up on that team. That good point. It's going to be interesting. And they don't have a quarterback also. So sorry to our listeners. You're probably going to be hearing a motorboat. Most of this podcast, this little guy right here is just going ham. Yep. Look at this guy. Clark is, you want to know um, what viewers would rather listen to a uh, motorboat? What? I was going to, it was a, it was a uh, Meyer Leonard. Um, oh, Twitch stream. It was nice. a bad transition. I tried. I'm not the transition guy. <laughs> Whatever. What the fuck, dude? Did you hear about that, Kunzi? No, I didn't hear about it. Oh, man. So about. he not. I'm going to quote some other streamers here. He he, he did a racial slur, but yeah. we're talking like oh, a I rare holographic first this. edition, man. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the N word. It wasn't, it wasn't a common one. And the best part of you did you see the video? I did not. I didn't see the video. I just read it. I read what so, you said. What was funny I, about it was he's sitting there. He's playing because he's he's a gamer, and now he's yeah. officially a gamer. So <laughs> <laughs> he's a real gamer. So he was he was out here gaming, and he goes, <laughs> "You stupid!" He stops. He thinks about what he's going to say, and then he Ooh. just punches it in, dude. He like. He stopped and thought about it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't say that in the words that I. Dude, read. it was it like just, it was like he had a cannon and he was just like throwing the cannonball. He's like, oh, I got to make sure it's packed tight before I let this one rip. That's literally what it was. It's it's, dude. Yeah, I, I'm a, not gonna say the word because I don't want to get canceled. Oh no, Kunzi, it was a it was a it was a Jewish a, one, wasn't it? It was a Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was, but and his owner, the owner of the Heat, is also Jewish. Which Dude, the league was fucking. Fact. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah. And Get out. You can. I don't. I got some strong opinions about this, man. It, it is kind of crazy that you could just like lose everything with one word. I think that's a. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready for that to be like society where it's like you said one word, you are done. It's like, he didn't murder anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. He's a good guy. Like he's, you know, right. So, I mean, yeah, he like raised all that money. Like he, yeah. he's on Twitch. He's actually has a pretty big Twitch following. Right. And he like, he did a 25 hour stream and raised like a shit yeah. ton of money. Like, he does he a lot for the community. Yeah. He so it's like a good dude. It's kind of crazy that you're just like, I don't know why you can't just reprimand him. Like, I, you know, that's, that's the thing though. It's, it's not it's not that they can't just reprimand him. It's it's not them that's pushing the, it's the narrative. Public it's image. Public image and they're wanting to distance themselves from it. That's what happens every single time one of these um things happen. And it, it, it's just kind of weird. It's terrible what he said. Like what I'm not gonna take away from that. However, it is he's done so much, it's amazing. Yeah, one one moment bang can done. delete it all, but it does. It happens all the time. It's crazy. Look at that my pillow guy. I'm just kidding. Sorry, it's a bad yeah, joke. So, <laughs> so I, I I have two thoughts on that subject. One, um, I think you'd be surprised, especially in the sphere of streaming, how like right now does not last forever, and that that these people do eventually 
they may never get as big or blah, blah. They, they don't spontaneously explode and turn into cosmic dust and fade away. Like th- they exist in some form continuing. Uh, True. Yeah, some people are just like, no, that that's it. I'm done. And, and your audience definitely shrinks and, and, unless you're PewDiePie. Some people do rebuild. Your, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your influence mm-hmm. shrinks as well. Um, however, I do think this is an important thing to realize is that the, e- how easy it is to stream or podcast or, you know, do whatever makes everyone think they can fucking do it. <laughs> and th- there is a performance ele- element. And anytime you perform, like you- you're performing in a, a quasi professional setting and there is a set behavior and, and expectation in that. And one of the things you, you say is, making you, a good point. yeah, you can't fucking do that just because you can do it from your office or your couch or your shitter. Doesn't mean it's not a production that requires you to, you know, produce. So, okay. Uh, well, let me, let me ask you this then. So, mm-hmm. cause you're convincing me. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I guess, assess Twitch streaming like a job because it is essentially, so it's like, work. you can't just walk into the office, call a coworker that yeah. you're going to get fired. Exactly. So I, you, you sold me on that. Mm-hmm. So are you saying it, it would be like, I'm not saying that it would be acceptable, but he should, should he have been reprimanded to that extent? If it would have just been like, I don't know. He was just hanging out with buddies and said it and somebody like recorded it, put it on Facebook and it got found that way. I mean, should he have been reprimanded the same way? Um, it would be. I think it's a different, it's a, slightly, it? it's a slightly different argument because I think you enter a whole different realm of analysis there because it's like, Oh, that dude says that like, and this is kind of the same thing through a different lens, I guess. But it's like, oh, that's who that dude is. That's what he does in his private time. That's like what... And then you're having a whole different conversation about the fabric of that man. And... and I, so, I guess I'm, I, I agree with what you just said 100%, yeah, but yeah. I guess what I'm concerned about is the punishment. Is the punishment still he's toast? Like you're off the heat and you're looking for a job. Uh, I, Yeah, I mean... That sucks. It, it, yeah. It, it sucks, but I mean, it's the he's prerogative, man. Like it's... I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I, I think like so many things in life, there's a lot of different gradients to that issue and your feelings on it are complicated because it's a complicated issue and there isn't an easy For answer. Sure. If they kept them, then it's like, oh, well, you're compliant in this shit too or blah, blah, or whatever. Like, like what's the... I'm going to say, yeah, what, say the, one thing. Yeah. If it was Jimmy Butler, I don't think the, no. <laughs> the punishment would have been that extreme. No, fucking no. We know that for sure. How many times did fucking Greg Hardy shove his girlfriend onto a bed full of guns? And not, that's not. Yeah. I'm not laughing at the fact that he yeah. threw his girlfriend. I'm saying you. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. No, you you are not wrong. The only time I've ever seen an actual. Well, nope. I I'm gonna pull that back into my mouth before I even said it because people forget how bad Ray Rice was before he knocked his girlfriend out. Okay. Last season. Okay. And I think if that had been prime Ray Ray Rice. Might have gotten another shot. Probably still getting some totes. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but I think the the famous quote analyzing his uh, game that year was someone, uh, some sports writer said he looked like a fat kid in a snowsuit when he was running. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, he was he was done. Um, yeah, he was done, and then he get, was really done because he fucking committed a heinous crime. He did. It's crazy. I, it, I I still like that moment weirdly changed my life because I realized like how human beings process things because I remember how that story happened was, Hey, Ray Rice is under arrest. He punched his girlfriend and like knocked her out. And I remember, right. I remember thinking, Oh wow, that's fucking 
atrocious. That's awful. And Ray Rice was at the time, I, I, I loved watching Barry was one of my favorite guys to watch when he was good. And I'm like, Oh, that's fucking disappointing and awful. And then like two days later, the video came out. I remember seeing the video going, yeah, that's what that looks like. Like that's all what we knew he did. And then they showed us and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's awful. Blah, blah. And how the reaction changed by yeah. seeing it when that video just delivered on exactly what you told happens, it was, but yeah. now we For see sure. it and it's like, that, what, what the fuck? It, yeah. Wasn't it like everyone, it was talked about and you're like, wow, that's terrible. And then everyone just went on. And then when the video surfaced right. and yeah, that's when everyone's like, no, this cancel. He's done. Well, sure. Sure. yeah, because it, it was two game suspension when it happened, and then it was yeah. Like, that's then he what it was. Put him in a cannon, yep. and shot him the moon. Like when that yeah. that story like set Weird. the press that set the precedent for all this for all that man. Where it was like if the video comes out. You're fucked. But like, if you right. can just somehow hang on and a that's video so, doesn't come out, that's so it's weird. Yeah. So I, fucked. And I get what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. should these moments, sometimes, yes, because sometimes they are shitty. Um, what pisses me off, and this sounds like a bunch of old men around, uh, oh, cancel mm-hmm. culture. And that's not what it's meant to be, mm-hmm. is I hate it when people do pay their dues and then something gets resurfaced and they have to do it all over again. Oh, all yeah. of James Gunn. Yeah, that that was a whole. I was just like, well, dude, we, we could do ninety minutes in that fucking saga. That was a whole. That's thing. so shitty, dude. But like, but. so like, my dad gets into arguments about cancel culture with me all the time. He was a big like, I stand with Gia Carrero shit, and I'm just oh, like, Christ. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, here's the thing that you got to remember about cancel culture, Dad, is it only works if the guy did something shitty. It's like, oh, right. no one's like cancel me, but he saved like a box full of puppies from a river. It's like, no, it only works if you say something racist and shitty. So I'm sorry. I don't I don't feel sorry for you. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. And and yeah, it, it sucks that that there was a, a really gnarly consequence. I am not the cosmic hammer of justice. I do not know what the proper uh, recompense is for saying a Jewish slur. I, I don't I don't know what it is. So, but I can tell you, it is different when you are a millionaire with a bunch of followers and influence and all that kind of stuff. It is yep. then, absolutely. Then if I say it with twelve listeners, like the, like there's there's an entirely different true because they're not the same. They're not. You, you can right. say, oh, we're all the same, like bro, like in the universe. But it's like, no, well, we are not the same here in America in this reality. We're not. With great so, money comes great restraint, man. Yes, exactly. Fucking behave yourself. If if people are putting eyes on you, fucking. Behave no, yourself. people are giving you money. Yeah, exactly. Behave yourself. So true. Also, the other thing is like, I, I do appreciate that he was like, that he came out and said like, nah, like that, that wasn't cool, blah, blah. Yeah, he's owned up completely. It, and you and I have had, we've had this conversation when talking about this show before. Like when you are growing an audience, what grows is what you feed. And if he goes, oh, you guys are being like overreaction, cancel culture guys, <laughs> then the shittiest dudes in the world are going to rally around you. Yep. And that's how you get a bar stool, man. Like, do you want a bar yeah. stool? Because that's how you get a bar stool. That's and, who you are now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's fine, man. Like, everyone deserves to have their thing. But like he's got to be like super because like that's a PewDiePie thing too. Is every time he gets caught doing something, he's like, "Oh, you guys, I guess I'm sorry. Uh, that, that, that that sucks." And then like all the shittiest dudes in the world glob onto that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's it, 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 so it, it's stuff like that, man. So like there is there is I think a um, equality to saying, "No, nah, I'm not going to be about that." That no, that, you're yeah, you're right, so. man. You're right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let, let me let me transition, man. That was a we, we got real with our with our audience yeah, there. Man. Let's tra- let's transition to something kind of fun. There was one topic that, that I fucking just like had to talk to you guys about today. I thought I thought it would be kind of fun. Um, it was something that I saw today. I am assuming it was I saw it real quick. So don't, I, I'm pretty sure it was Dave Gettleman that said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who else would have said this. So I, Ooh, that's why I kind I of I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, that's why I'm assuming it's him. So, you know, we've been talking of the three of us, like we're all doing our fucking draft research, you know, starting mm-hmm. now. And we're just getting really hyped up about the prospects. And not only that, but free agency moves where, where quarterbacks are going, where other positions are going. So there's one position in one city that we think, I think it's collective, the three of us believe this, that we think they should make a change, but we know the city won't. And this just kind of like reestablish that. So basically, Gettleman was talking about Daniel Jones and said something along the lines of like, no, we're not changing quarterback. We're not playing fantasy football. And to that, I respond, what the fuck are you talking about? What? Which this is what the train, like it got, it got me onto this mindset of like, okay, even if you were playing fantasy football or weren't, you still need to make a change. I, I don't yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about. He's not producing at all. I think what he was trying to say was along the lines of like, oh, numbers don't tell if a player is good. And I would argue, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally math and science. And yeah. Yeah. So, I, I understand how numbers can be inflated. and But a guy goes 30 and 10, that's 30 and 10 any way you look at it. You know, right. I, I don't, I don't, so I'm not sure exactly. I guess that's what his point was, was like, oh, we're not playing fantasy football. I don't need him to be, you know, putting up 30 fantasy points a week. It's like, okay, well, I want him to put up football points though. And they kind of, <laughs> tra- and they, yeah. they kind of translate, you it's know, if he throws a touchdown, you know, fantasy football. It's like- in fact, you get more real football points if he throws a touchdown, the fantasy points. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. But anyway, it got me on the point was like, is there a player that you boys can think of that is overvalued, I guess, in the NFL world, as opposed to fit, like where he's a better fantasy asset mm. than real football player. And I had a real tough time of thinking of people because it is oddly enough that it translates in, in, in some way it does translate there were, to where there were two things that popped into my mind immediately. And they're kind okay. of, they're kind of old deep cuts. So um, and that would be guys like Lindell White and TJ Duckett, like those guys that were just like touchdown vultures that you could just like start and and acquire uh, fantasy points off them. Falling so, forward. so you're saying but, basically like like Garrett Blunt, like vultures are are mm-hmm. the answer to the question. Yeah, I, they're so okay. rare though, or even like but, a guy like Bubba Franks <laughs> who like caught like 20 balls a year and 10 were touchdowns like you know stuff like that but yeah but i would argue that that's okay you're right because they look better in fantasy world than real football but like they're still doing their role their role is to score touchdowns like that's their yeah. that's what they get paid to do so yeah. that's my only argument but you're right i mean their fantasy they're production more, looks they're more relevant in fantasy than they are in real sure football. yeah so wait yeah. so let me let me clarify is the question who would you who would you want as an actual NFL player? Or who would you rather have in fantasy? That's not like you know what I'm saying. Like which way are we going here? I mean, the question was essentially what like exceed or what fantasy player like you can use last year or any year that like produced at a high fantasy level, but wasn't uh, a very good football player, or vice versa. Uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's actually Jameis Winston is. I that, lost to Jameis Winston. No, that's Jameis the best Winston. question. You're hundred. Yeah. No, you. That's the best answer. You're hundred percent right. 
Um, so, I mean, that's but, why fantasy football works as a sport is because there's a connection between those two. There's so. a, <laughs> yeah, it, like you don't, you don't, well, I mean, maybe some people do. You don't go and be like, oh, I love stats. No, you, you fucking play fantasy because you like football and you like watching football and shit. Um, that's a ludicrous statement, by the way. I would almost argue that he is more relevant in fantasy than he is in fucking football. So, if anything, yeah, you might be right. Like, you seriously. might be right. <laughs> Like if, I need, if I need a guy, I'm like, I need 18 to 20 points, maybe. I'll put in <laughs> Daniel Jones. But if I'm like needing to win a football game, it's like, nah, dude, you just you're gonna you're gonna tie yourself out and fall over your own feet trying to score. You relax, bud. Like I like that take a lot. Yeah. I that's that's pretty ludicrous. I love it. <laughs> I, I feel like every time I read a Dave Gettleman quote, he said it while he was chewing on a piece of grass. Like oh yeah, I don't, it's like like he has a straw hat and no shoes on. Like it's, it's, well, it's the, the thing I was also thinking is like okay, he, does he think that he invented smoke? Where he's like, all right, listen guys, I'm gonna say one thing to the press, but I'm not gonna mean it. They're never gonna see it coming. No one's ever done this before. Suckers. It's like <laughs> I don't understand his angles. I, I don't I don't know if he's good at literally any aspect of what his job entails. So sloppy. Um, well, like, remember a couple of years ago when he's like, yeah, we got some of those computer folks. Like, and he was talking <laughs> about analytics guys. Like, oh, my God. That's like some, that's like some Mike McCarthy shit, man. Like, uh, we're crunching numbers now. Oh, yeah, boy. Dude, he is, a, he is Dave Gettleman. You're right. Mike McCarthy is a Dave Gettleman of coaches. That's, like, yep. so perfect. Like, when Mike McCarthy came back and he's like, guys, I discovered numbers. It was like... <laughs> You know they track oh all the God. things that we're doing on the field and then put oh, them in numbers and then you shit. can like look at them and see how good you they were. like it's they're like, they're like the guys that don't believe what like they're like wind doesn't exist because I can't see it like they they, they have to their their minds are so one track that like they only know what they see and they don't understand that there's so much to the game now where people have an advantage over simple formulas man and and you can actually track player production. And there are, are mathematical ways to see if a player is good. And you're going to stand up there and say that, nope, this guy's good. I, no, he's not. Nope. Nope. And the, it's a gut feeling. It's a gut. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got a gut feeling, man. I, I'm just so sick of like the, the dead man walking experience, the NFL. I'm like, can we just fire Jim Nagy and be done with it? Can we just fire Dave Gettleman and be done with it? Do we have to have like 24 more months of these guys? Like they're dead. We know they're dead. Can we? Yeah, just, they're done. So yeah, they're done. I just everyone's such a fucking coward when it comes to like, oh, but what if they go someplace else and are okay? It's like, well, then you focus on what the fuck you're doing still. Like same thing mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. But That's yeah. wild. Yeah, I, 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 I just love listening to like him before draft season every year because it's always just the chonkiest, clumsiest. Like you're right, smoke screens. Remember <laughs> yeah. when? Remember when they were like, uh, when it was last year when they had the fourth pick? It's like, you know what? We might take a quarterback. You just never know. Look at this. Yep, 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 like, yep, and, yep. And it's yep. like, because, because, like in his head, it's like, well, then someone will trade me that pick so that they, co- I don't take the quarterback. When in reality, if I'm a GM and I actually believe that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to trade up to three to get ahead of him. And so he doesn't take the quarterback. So there's nothing for you. Yeah. It's like, cause right. if you're going to take a quarterback, you're not going to trade me that pick. Like, so I wouldn't even bother 
like call. I don't you. even call you. Yeah. yeah, I don't even get you on the horn. Yeah. So what I'm does trying it do to fucking get around you, man. I'm not gonna call you to tell you that I'm trying to get around you. It's like <laughs> that's a, that's the best case scenario. That's yeah. if somebody buys his bullshit. That's which no one did. It, yeah, no one did, and he gets nothing out of it regardless. So I don't understand his fucking his big brain moves. No, man. no, no, man. Big brain. Big brain boy. That was my that was my biggest thing where I was just like I casually like walked by a TV and I was like oh I cannot wait to dissect this with the boys because this it. guy the Colin Cowherd of GMs is out there talking again. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sick and tired, dude. You guys were right. Like I didn't rec- I didn't realize how much ESPN and like just sports journalism just love sensationalism just it's fucking news where they're like where's wilson's gonna go and it's like god you're right like as soon as you guys were talking about that i couldn't get away from it it's alarming it's alarmingly yeah Ah. it's it's alarming disgusting i mean i think i've mentioned it before in another podcast it's those fucking tabloid magazines when you're at the checkout line. It's like yeah. UFO spotting it. You know, that's all that shit so is. fucking true, dude. It's, and it's, it's, it's degrading to real fans, man. Like it, it it's, is. If people, because like someone who passionately follows the sport and puts in the time, puts in the research, it's just a slap in the tits, man. You're just insulting their intelligence. It, it's like their sports center is for like casual watchers that like, blowhards that don't that don't watch games that just that kind of read, follow the news read headlines and talk yes. about it yeah well, i was gonna say it's kind of the opposite because people that actually pay attention to football know it's bullshit it's those people that what if you're i don't know what if you're just a fan like uh, i live in you know i live in new york and i'm a giants fan because i live in new york and you hear oh um, you know, Russell Wilson's coming here. Oh my God, that's so cool! Yada yada, and all this—it's total bullshit. It's like, well, you're filling this random dude up his head with just total nonsense that yeah. he's going to be bummed out and like, I don't, I don't know. It's fucking, it's stupid. So, dude, it just—it it allows for people to be ignorant, and it yeah. backfires. And it backfires, man, because like you just said, these guys aren't educated, and they go around you know believing and talking about this shit, and then it doesn't happen, like you said, and then you're like disappointed because you. Exactly. You're sad. You're like, well, what the fuck? We're, we're stuck with this big goofy goober dude. Like, <laughs> so that, we're not playing fantasy though. Like, shit. So, so what happened? What had happened was uh, <laughs> the the way. So, uh, executives when it comes to entertainment industries, whether it's like media or movies or whatever, become like very convinced that if they can show numbers, they can. St- make anything that they do like it it made sense so like oh i did this crazy thing i made this decision i hired this guy and x number went up so you can't fire me because look the x number went up and one of the easiest things Mm. to track was um how much interaction am i getting when something happens and interaction they the the unit they measure interaction with is comments or likes or interaction on like different social medias on twitter and stuff like that and something they learn very quickly is if someone likes something they're not going to type take the time to go hey i like this and type it into the comment bar god the damn o- it only this way sucks. you are going to get engagement and those numbers that you need to save your job is if you get someone pissed off so what all media, sports media, conservative media, liberal media, any pol- political media has become selling outrage. 
It has become uh, packaging outrage and selling it to people so that they can get that interaction back and prove their own existence. So like th- that's what it is. Like uh, all the all the talk radio is about pissing people off, getting people to hate watch it. it uh, it's same thing with ESPN trying to get interaction. Stephen A. Smith doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's, it's even stuff like John Oliver is trying to get you angry and upset about stuff so that you interact with it. Like all that shit is about trying to get under your skin and getting you to interact with it so that they can have a number go up and they can sell that. So like that's where this all fucking comes from dude <laughs> but but it blows it, it also blows my mind like the accessibility that we have with communication now that why can't we just find out the cool stuff like no one was like you know oh jj watts super interested in arizona that's the leading destination it's yeah. like that's interesting let's yeah. talk about that let's not you know let's talk about something real let's talk about like what's the insider where fucking Ke- uh, kenny Galladay is going man who's the leading yeah. you know not not this bullshit man uh I don't understand why we have to keep doing this. You, you make a good point. Mm-hmm. It's it, I get why we're doing it. I don't know why we have to. Why can't we like like the truth? I don't know why the truth is not fun or entertaining. It, to me, it is. Well, yeah, it's about uh, uh, interest versus outrage is 100% mm-hmm. what it's about. So like you should... I mean, ideally, as a consumer, what I would like is if someone sold something to me based on like the integrity of the idea. Like, oh, so we're going to ha- we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about Kenny Galladay. We're going to talk about where my insiders are, are saying he's going to go, where um, uh, he would be the best fit. Like, how, who how would Sean McVay use Kenny Galladay that way? Right, right, but, right. But it, but it's, again, even shit like like free agency landing spots or mock drafts are, are kind of also about selling outrage where it's like, Oh, you don't know. They would never draft a quarterback here. You're such a fucking idiot. Like it's, it's almost designed to, to, to get engagement that way. And, and I'll argue those are the mocks that I hate. I, I, you know, I want the one where I read an analysis and I go, you know what? I also agreed with that. I also felt yeah. that way that they needed this position. And this guy is the one to fit here better than the next guy. You know, that yeah. is what I find entertaining. You're right, though. Unfortunately, the masses, the population, they like the other side of the coin better. Well, and and like Bucky Brooks every year, he does one mock mock draft where he's like, we're not going to have any quarterbacks in this mock draft. And -hmm. and he just drafts without quarterbacks just as a thought experiment to see what teams would be forced to do and how like and like stuff like that is super interesting. And if you use the tool as an actual like into like intellectual starting point, like. Like, right. That's a much more interesting media scape, but no, it's kind of about like how can I piss off cowboy fans because there's a lot of them <laughs> and they have money, and it's like it's, it's, so it's yeah, so it's, it's it's broken. I'm not gonna fix it. This show isn't gonna be about doing media a different way. It, it it's not gonna happen. But uh, like, well, are you sure. Well, we we yeah. could start it next week, just like a whole breakdown of every media industry and yeah. how we we can fix it. Well, it's like, I mean, I, I, I mean, to, to be real, I, I would like to do something a little bit like to, to take that practice and do it a little bit better on here. But at the same time, like part of the fun of what we're doing is getting out, is irritating each other and, and you know, going down weird rabbit holes. But like, um, but yeah, so I, 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 I'm glad that you're finally with us on like the just level of irritation with ESPN, man. Like it's just, yeah. Welcome to the fucking, I, club, I don't, man. I don't watch it much. I, I know I, I see, cause I go through like my headlines on my phone. And I think one of the most ludicrous things I've seen is, um, Watson going to the fucking Cardinals. I, I, yeah. I, thank you. Yeah, and God. I was like, like Jackie Chan meme. What <laughs> are you talking about? That is the thank most you. 
idiotic thing. I've... Thank you. The whole team is built around that man, Kyler yeah. Murray. It, it yes. makes zero sense. And Kyler Murray's fucking great. I mean, he, Watson's, I mean, you could argue might yeah, no, be. No, Watson's upgrade. better. Oh, no, Watson's yeah, better. Okay. That's I mean, not the point. But that's it's not the point. Exactly. It's, it's like, yeah. he's a great quarterback. He's young. The team's built around him. He's got big things ahead of him. They don't need, like, shut the fuck up. It's literally yeah. just he's pissing, it's pissing me off. It's working. <laughs> I'm pissed off now. <laughs> they did their job, man. We're all God angry. God damn it. Well, because like I, I I sent that article to Clark in the middle of this week, and he's like, I'm not, oh, I'm okay. not engaging with this. He's like, I was like, nope, yeah. nope. I refuse to. We're not having a conversation about this. It's, it's like, a waste yeah. of time. Yep. It's a yep. waste of time, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know, man. It's, I, I don't know. I think, I think the kids nowadays would call it whack. Well, it's <laughs> just a thought. Like, the thing about ESPN, too, is they do employ, like, some really thoughtful people. Guys like um, Field Yates and Mina Kimes and Matt Miller are all, like, uh, Bill Barnwell are, like, real football heads. And, like, they put them on TV sometimes. (laughs) But they mostly, like, bury them in the podcast space. For sure. Yeah, and it's like they they don't think they can sell that. But But they put, you know, Stephen A. Smith... And for three hours every morning when the most right. eyeballs are on just them. being a blowhard, just, mm-hmm. just, but, just making noise, man. But they hide all those thinkers on, on, on podcasts or like, Oh, we'll give them a square on around the horn or we'll give them one of the 36 chairs on NFL live. Like, I'm not, know, I'm not going to put words into his mouth, but it was, a, it was something that he said that I interpreted this way. So this is strictly my interpretation. I'm not saying he said that yeah. or whatever, but like the way I interpreted something he said, which I don't remember verbatim what he said, but it was along the lines of, you know, you know, I have essentially a reputation to uphold and I have different groups of thought, you know, coming at me where I, one group is telling me, Oh, you got to attack it from this way. The other group is the exact opposite. So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is a pressure to be a certain way when you are in that position to where you almost can't always tell the truth or your own belief. And it's, and that sucks, man. That that's like free. That takes away your freedom, you know, and in, in your, your brain, your, your, your whole thought process. You, you can't individualize a thought opinionated based on what your beliefs are. And, you know, they all talk a big game of like, oh, you know, this is my beliefs and, I, you know, I say what I say. And it's like, do you, you say what needs to be said. Yep. And again, I'm not putting anything into anyone's mouth, but it, it, it is sad because I'm sure these guys are intelligent. They didn't get to this place. Even Skip Bayless, he didn't get to his position by being a fucking idiot. I can true. guarantee no. you that. Well, I mean, Why is he an idiot now? Because of what I just explained. Well, it's just, That's, yeah, go ahead, Cody. No, I was say that. You know, now that you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense. It's the same thing in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're absolutely fucking right. I think I think it's literally just like it sounds super cringy, but like the corporate machine. But it really is. Uh, as soon as you get paid, they kind of own your soul. For sure. Um, however, you had to have talent to get to that point. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Intelligence, figure. talent. Yep. Well, yep. It, yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly don't. I remember watching Stephen A. Smith when he was just a head on around the horn. Like and then now he's here. So obviously he did something, got positive feedback, and now he's makes ten million dollars a year. And I've never claimed to not think that those were characters they were playing because a hundred percent they are. All breaking news: 
every single one of those motherfuckers are characters. Alex Jones is not a real fucking person. I'm sorry. He might be a, he is a shitty person, but he's not that particular brand you of shitty person. Do not ruin that. It's like <laughs> even in his his divorce trial when like his wife is like, "Hey, look at all these awful things he says." It's like, "No, it's a character. Like that's a character I play. Yeah. It's a character. It's me, Alex. Yeah. He's an they, actor, man. Yeah, yeah, they've admitted yeah. it. Like it, it, Rush Limbaugh started out as a parody and the people took it seriously, so he just kept doing it. Like it's you know, all all of these people are characters, like but it's still the character they choose to play. And I, I guess what makes it so sad is that from this job I would want honesty and realism and it can't be delivered at that level. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what makes it sad. So disappointing. Yeah. We're we're like where do you guys I mean obviously I'm assuming podcast is the answer to this, but like is that uh, normally yes. Yep, yeah. that's the answer to your question. As far as like this podcast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why our listeners tune in, man. They get the hard hitting truth. I, I get all of my takes from this podcast that I'm on. <laughs> but <laughs> wow, I, I mean, if, if, if we want to do like a quick rundown, um, uh, two guys, a girl, and a podcast is Matt Miller's. That's awesome. Uh, the Vina Kime show uh, is awesome around the NFL. Dude, I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, people, I'm trying to get people those. to listen to us, yeah. man. They don't need to listen to yeah, them. But the, the, those are all fantastic. Even part of my take has like more actual real good sports conversations than anything. Dude, I guess let them jerk us off, yeah. man. I'm, my hands are tired. Well, I'm not we we fucking... have, they're going to plug us too, man. Don't worry. About oh, okay. Them. All right. They'll We're hear about this. Out. They'll hear about this. <laughs> and, they'll, and it's like, <laughs> okay. The and then they'll, yeah, it, don't worry. This is a business decision I'm doing right here. Yeah. <laughs> we only have 12 listeners. If they're going to jerk us off, like that's actually physically possible. We could get jerked off by 12 people. Like that would, <laughs> it's physically possible. <sighs> Yeah, give me a few hours. But. I mean, if you guys are interested, you know, <laughs> we can work something out. Why cultivate li- listeners if they're not going to jerk you off? <laughs> What's all this been about? Yeah. I got sent home uh, from work sick today, and I used all that time to watch tape because I'm finally into my mm-hmm. draft tape. And I got to actually sit down and spend some very, very high-quality time with Kyle Pitts tape. And... Ooh. Okay. Um, I now come around. Only want Kyle Pitts tape on my computer. I don't want anything else. Um, oh, so I, now you've come around. No. Whoa. So so here's the thing. I still stand by everything I said before. As far as like the dude gets is not okay in the trenches. He gets fucked up. <laughs> like he, however, he, he's he gets, so good. It, it just does not matter. So that's be, what yep, we that's were what talking I, about. Me and Cody exactly. said man. that's yep. exactly what we said. Because like. Well, because we do the, we were trying to do the thing the last time we talked about him that I hate. I hate more than anything else in, in draft analysis than we were trying to compare him to someone. And we kept going back to Evan Ingram because, like, eh, I guess. Honestly, watching him, the player that he reminds me the most of is Michael Thomas. Because as, Ooh. as like, a, That's as a big slot, you can't do anything. Like, he's completely unfucking stoppable the same way Mike Thomas is when you put him at the flex or we put him at the slot. Like, you can't, you can't do anything. You can't line someone up there that's, that's going to neutralize him. And he's so big and he's such, so good off the snap that he's going to be between you, between the defender and the ball every time. Like, you're not going to out-leverage him. You're not going to out-position him. And he does that. You put Pitts in the slot and you can't do anything. Like, he's going to, he's, he's better, he's faster. And his ability, the ball in the air stuff is what blows my mind. Because if the ball goes up, no one else is catching it. It's not happening. He, it's like when you watch Gronk go up for a ball, and he's co- not only is he covered, 
the defensive back has between 60 and 80% of their body directly attached to their body. Right. Right. And it's like, he's not even there. It's like, yeah, it's whatever. He's going to catch this ball. It's just by himself. It's exactly the same sort of thing. So he, yeah, he, so if you told me, it's like, Hey, you can have one person, either, uh, Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, I would go, uh, mm, and then pick Jamar Chase because that's the right answer. But, right. but at least would, you had to think about it. I would make that noise first yeah. is the important is the important thing. I, I do think he's the maybe one, the second best offensive weapon. And if I was doing a big board hmm. with defense, offensive linemen, all the players, he's probably the third prospect for me. It, it probably goes Trevor, wow. Trevor Lawrence, Jamar wow. Chase, and Kyle that's Pitts. that's big. So yeah, he's he's gonna be a fucking problem in the league. He really wow. is. So well, all you have to worry about is let me worry about Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't worry about Kyle Pitts. I don't have any picks to pick Kyle Pitts. Right. I would if yeah. he was there. I would take him. But yeah. So uh, the the thing that I'm about to say is true in like for a lot of teams i guess but what what sucks is that what you just described he as good as he is it's still the nfl and he needs to be in the right situation to run your offense a certain way and he's gonna be a top seven eight i'm gonna say eight i've seen him fall to new england in one mock and i was like okay that's not happening yeah i got him in like the top eight Mm -hmm. like i don't think he's in past philly but um Again, my point being, he has to be in a right situation to be as good as what you're describing, and there's a chance that he goes to the wrong spot, and he is Evan Ingram. So I, I definitely hear you, and hopefully he goes to a banger, man, because if they use him, like if they run it through him, man, he, he's just good. Well, because the one thing I kept thinking about was exactly that. He's, he's a little bit like Isaiah Simmons from last year, where he mm. is so mm. outrageously good. Like you, you watch him. It's like, oh fuck, this guy's really goddamn good. But you, he doesn't just fit in. Like yeah. you have to. Yeah. You have to do something with him. And yep. and and like, so, yeah. I mean, you can't just like just stand on the field and do something. Like you can't tell him. To no, like, no. Because the thing is, again, I stand by what I said last week. Where if you put JJ Watt over him, he's not going to be able. Like, not only not able to block him. The bigger issue is he's not going to be able to get J.J. Watt off him to get to no. his route. So no. that's a bigger deal. So putting him in the slot is is the magic thing because there's nothing you that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the exception of maybe putting Isaiah Simmons on him, like there's nothing you can do <laughs> to neutralize him. So, yeah. so yeah, if he goes someplace and is used improperly, it's going to going to be a shit show. It's going to be really disappointing because like his brand of football is chef's kid. specific and, oh, and, and he's, it's specific too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And the thing is, I think the more I think about that Philly landing spot, the, the more it's just way too perfect. Because, it, it is because you bring Dallas Goddard out there and you ask him to do all the actual tight end shit. tight end stuff. Yep. Yes. Thank and, you. And then you do all the actual fun shit with Kyle Pitts and it's, it's, it's perfect. He makes the do you most. Have to, do you have to like run a um, like a two tight end set every single time? Sure. To, no. Like keep him on. Well, no. I mean, you don't think so. Well, I mean, you can do that, but then you just scoot him down into the slot. Like you don't. Yep. You don't ask him to put his hand in the dirt. At least. No. Okay. okay. I get what you're saying. No. Yeah. And, and 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 like you said, if he is basically a big slot receiver, that addresses the need. They they need a receiver too. So so it just it's the best of both worlds. He. Is uh, that's all? I'm like I just cannot envision him getting past Philly, and, and especially with the what they're trying to build there. 
I'm not out on all their receivers there. I'm not out on them. Um, I'm not, I don't need to name the ones that I'm not out on, but there's a few that I'm like, I still think they got some game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe they will get the running game going better than what they had last year. The talent is too much. Um, so like he just fits, man. It just fits perfectly. I don't know what, I don't know their, what their coaching direction is going to be as far as like what the offense will look like, but I know what I want it to look like. Well, I know that the last coach, I, I cannot remember, Nick Scorielli, something fucking Italian. I forget what the guy's name is. That's Papa de Boopy? Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's coaching Philly right now. Remember last year, the offense that he was running was running Mo Alley Cox and making him run out there as a second. That's a great end. point. And no, that's a great point. Work. Yeah. So if Mo, if Mo Alley Cox can be fucking fantasy relevant and a name in the league, Kyle Pitts is going to be a being made of pure light. The uh, the other two guys I watched that I'll touch on briefly that I do not feel quite as strongly about. Uh, I watched Terrence Marshall, uh, Terrence Marshall, who is the six four guy out He's of huge. LSU, who was it's over, not Jamar Chase, which it was basically just what he was, not not Jamar Chase. <laughs> but uh, in case you're wondering, those second LSU guys always pan out. They always do. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. it's like they always fucking do. And uh, I think he's going to be really good. He's 6'4", and he's smooth. So like, he's I'm, huge, What man. the fuck do you want? I've seen, I, I seen him mock to you guys. I'm like, he's too good for you guys to draft no him. No way, we'll draft him. No, no, that's a, good, that's a good pick. We'll take a kicker or some shit. <laughs> on that subject, to briefly tangent, I I will like officially declare myself out on Brian, on Brian Gutekunst because I was thinking about the other day. Where I'm like, oh, no, you have to root for him because he's your guy. And I'm like, I have think I've disagreed with him on literally every single thing he's done. Ex- wow. Except Jordan Love and Zadarius Smith. I think those are the only two things I'm like, yes, cool. Good. Those are the ones I liked. And then everything else, I'm just like, I don't know what you're doing. Well, you're going to like A.J. Dillon now because you have to. Oh, I so. do. Oh, yeah. And, and, he, and he's grown on me, like I said. But, but yeah, I just, I just I'm, don't like how they're going about building this team. And I feel like it's going to um, go south here before too long. You, you guys so, literally don't do anything to get better. We don't. We don't. We just kind of chill. It's like, ah, Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. It's fine. It almost feels like you didn't have a draft last season. It, <laughs> it really does. Like, you guys seem to be the exact same. It's exactly. kind of fucking That weird. is super interesting. That is super right? odd. Like, which draft pick made a difference on our team until <laughs> A.J. Dillon yeah. up for, like, 45 minutes and did some work? Yeah, you ran through the snow that one game, and <laughs> and uh, d- uh, the last guy I watched, I'm going to touch on even more briefly, is Tutu Atwell. Have you guys watched this guy? From no, Louisville? no. Um, he's five nine. He's 150 pounds, and the dude Woo! can burn. He, I'm sure he's, he's got to be able to. He's yeah, very, very, very fast. And um, obviously, he's not strong like Tyreek Hill is, but he thinks he's strong like Tyreek Hill is. So he plays like it he runs in that's awesome and jumps that's awesome. yeah um but he only runs ted ginn routes basically so um he, he's also one of those guys that if you hit him he gets up and he like tie uh, he just steps over you like alan iverson anything else you guys want to talk about before we hop away our way out of here uh, i think we had a pretty good fuck well, out, dude i think this I'll, is an absolute banger man i, I like yeah this is a, this is a phone i do like the use of hot, football hot boys as a verb i think that should be a continuing <laughs> segment we're gonna hop boy out of here hot boy out of here real quick excellent well thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of football hot boys if you want more of us you can find it on twitter you can follow me at wisco kunzi follow cody at codarius one and clark at 
TC131 Hot Boys. And the show at HB underscore Hot Boys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Until next time, stay hot out there, boys and girls. Peace. Peace.